will seek to end the everlasting winter. Hold around a single hot dog and a bottle of Malort. The party works to stay warm. Finkel. Pairs of hands extend over the steaming sausage. Hello, it's Ricky Steele. Half-elf bard at your service. At your leisure, whatever the task, it will be my pleasure. Hi, it's Skid, the Goblin Druid. It's the moon that circles me. As my orcish pal Thrax here. Thrax, by my bow, we fight for the wolf crime. Yeah, wolf crime. They call this one the Pilgrim. And this one is a human life cleric who worships the paths. This one is here to accompany those who walk. Hey, name's Barry. Barry Parker. Total wizard here and proprietor of the Den of Inquities. Best damn tattoo parlor in the Ten Towns. Best offense is a strong defense in my book. Together, they press into the winds to fracture the freeze over Ten Towns and bring an end to the Frost Maiden who conjured it. We're at Studios Presents The Chicago Table. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We already did our Clink. shots. Cheers. Clinkies. Clinks all around. Yep. Clink to F. I watched him do it. Took me two drinks, but I did it. Cheers. Cheers. Wait, did you pour yourself a little, another one? Motherfucker. No, that's my first shot. That's a lie. Careful, oh he's God. getting shit out. I didn't just drink a pint glass of vodka. Yummy. Control shooting gin. Gine. You're over here drinking gin, baby. Ew. This isn't gin, it's gyne. That was bad this week. But that was the same stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I think it was the same bottle. No. No, it's a different bottle. It's a different batch. Yeah, no <laughs> bottle of liquors has to last seven days in this home. Never. It's not true. TJ had a whiskey that lasted like three three weeks. Give it to us. I shuffled it out. It was nice. I shared it. <clears throat> well, where we last left off. Nope. As we're uh, back, going right. back down the well and leaving the Durgar outpost. I should say the, the keep. After slaying all the bad guys. You slayed at least the main bad guy. Definitely not all the bad guys. <laughs> the BBEG, we're done? Yeah. We've yep, solved the rhyme. Over. We solved the rhyme of the frost. All of a sudden, winter clears up. It's a sunny day. You come on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Next campaign. All right, now we're going to start Diarrhea of the Mad Mage. Let's play some magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you killed uh, you killed Nildar um, in a boss battle, and you decided to leave. You went down the well. Part of the Durgar outpost is still left unexplored, but you are headed out to where you entered, which is through uh, the little waterway that's frozen over. What do you guys want to do? You guys are currently leaving? Also, it should be noted that currently the Pilgrim looks like shit. Skid he looks like shit. Skid looks bad. Uh, who else looks like shit? I have eight hit points left. You look like shit. I, I don't. I look unscathed. And Barry I, looks great. And I asked you if, for, if I could give you a lift. Oh, so yeah, I'm on your back. Great. Yeah. So, you okay there, buddy? Am I sitting on your shoulders? How'd you position me? It's up to you. I mean, like. 
Uh, I'm in no position to complain. Fireman's scary. I imagine uh, maybe it's the yeah, like uh, you're kind of like wrapped around like a cat around my neck a little bit. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a U shape, one arm or something help helping, but like a right. U shape around the neck, like like, like an, my like stomach an airplane is on the back pillow, of your maybe? head. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, and kind of wrapped around. And uh, yep, I imagine you have a pretty good grip. Yeah, I'm I'm conscious, but not 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 doing well. You guys, do you guys really think we can travel like this? Sometimes the farther you are from danger, the safer you are from harm. Maybe we stay here and rest for a bit. No, they'll be looking for us. <sighs> this one literally saw an ogre eat a goat back there no more than 30 seconds ago. It comes down that well, who knows what will happen. This one is also pretty sure that the ogre was undead. Yes. Yes. It was definitely a zombie. So, okay, well then it's gonna be some tough travel in the next couple hours. It's gonna be hard out there. Mm, stay low, keep close to the wall. We'll Hopefully, walk back the way we came. Hopefully Jothra has some sneaky ways to get us back to the valley. Um, well, hopefully the people are trying to get out of this tower that we... Bruce... Uh, imbr- I don't know what the word is, but made hard to get out of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Alright. But uh, I don't know, we braced it up, uh, put things in front of it, uh, me and Barry. Um, for the next ten minutes, Jesse, if it's okay, if it's just light travel, um, I'm going to be just, like, kind of quiet, chanting to myself, just like some and just kind of, like, drawing familiar patterns, well, similar patterns in the back of, uh, Barry's shell. Um, for the next 10 minutes. Okay. Then, uh, Are you singing super soft? Because we still have to walk through this. Uh, super soft, yes. Okay. It's, I have to do a ritual spell. Gotcha. With verbal components. Yeah, you guys are heading back the way you came, though? I, the, I would think yeah. so if everyone yeah. is looking at the roll 20 map. I suppose. We're heading back to the waterway, trying to be quiet. Take the same path back, right? Hugging the wall where the tower can't see us? Yes, I think that's best for us. Okay. Hopefully, releasing that token caused a commotion inside. Or at least they'll have to deal with that shit. Well, maybe we wait here for another 10 minutes or so. I think we leave right fucking now. Yeah? Yes. All right. This kid starts nervously eating a good berry every six seconds (laughs) for the next half minute (laughs) until they're all gone. How, How full do you feel? So full. I'm so hurt and uncomfortable. <laughs> You're having the weirdest poops. Magical goodberry poops. Oh, my stomach doesn't feel so good, Max. <clears throat> what did you eat there? I ate all my berries. What? No. Uh, DM, just let me know when 10 minutes passes by. Yeah, you guys, you, you guys make your way back through the same path as you did before. Uh, as you pass the tower, you can kind of hear banging. Uh, obviously, because you have trapped that one Durgar now in the tower and he's going to have to find a way out or die. It's too bad. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so you follow your path. Uh, you know, you make it to the same about the same place, which is a mile out. Um, and it is at... Do we meet back up with Jarthra then? Yeah, that's exactly. So about there, uh, Jartha comes out from... Uh, basically, it looks like a little... A hunter's blind, then made in the snow. So basically, just made up of 
small sticks and everything, but he was just laying in basically in the snow. Is the camouflage pretty much? Yeah, pretty much unseen. Is he like solid snaking it? Uh, shit, what do you sound like? (laughs) Well, no, I was asking more about his like hiding. Yes, uh, yeah, very, very solid snake, very uh, long, dark kind of thing. Hello, welcome back. I'm glad you guys aren't dead. You're close to it. Yeah, you looked better before when I dropped you off. Any passage in the going to the valley that's safer is preferred. Yes, um, it'll take a bit longer, but we we can probably find a safe route. Travel quietly. We just have to move slower. Okay. Barry, Drax, you guys good to carry, you know, take care of it. Take care of us on the way back. Of course. Uh, you know that. You. We need you. Brother, do not worry. Stay close to me. I will, Drax, thanks. It's, uh, it's mighty kind of you to see, my friend. Uh, traveler, my my dogs are barking. You mind if I set you? Uh, I tried to, like, kind of take you off my shoulders a little bit and set you down. You can. I'm just going to continue chanting, just like limp. Fucking dead weight. Cool. I'm, uh, I imagine I kind of have still the hand on you helping you walk or something, but I'm just getting a little tired. Yeah, I'd say by the time you reached uh, uh, the mile out of the 10 minutes has passed. Cool. And I'd say around, right, around that time. Uh, then at that moment, uh, he kind of ends on like a and um, uh, kind of a, a glowing yellow light emanates in the sign of the paths. Kind of goes up above everyone, shines down a little bit of light, and everyone gains 22 hit points. Ooh. Ugh, fucking ritual casting. <laughs> pieces of shit. Chilling you. Damn. Was that fair of healing? Yeah. Dope. Just takes a long time to cast. Almost gave myself 22 damage on accident. <laughs> that <would be> <laughs> yeah, go for that one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, brother. Ricky Steele. <laughs> Thank your brother for his life. This one is here to make sure that you all walk the paths. That path was fucking sketchy back there for that a second. Path was sketchy. It was fucking, dude. What the fuck's going on with these Duragods? Everything. Anybody else seeing all these webs connecting and shit? I saw no spiders there. The spider. Nobody. There's Except so- you. Skid, this one in times of stress thinks that not only our paths are the ones that exist, but also consider what paths that a Dwergar walk. And more importantly, why do they walk those paths? Remember, as we've met multiple leaders of cities here, not all of them look for good, not all of them look for evil. People are forced into playing certain hands. Maybe the Dwergar were as well. Skid will just be angry and then as this speech goes on, get more contemplative and then just kind of continue walking with his brow furrowed and thinking for a while after that. Hmm, yeah. Let's not forget, uh, everything's all right for he who watches is watching over what we do. That's true too, that's true too. 
Yeah, I think we're heading back to the Dwarven <laughs> Valley then, right? Yeah. Uh, you guys are moving a bit more slowly, so I rolled on an easier encounter table. However, what I rolled was uh, you are now approached by four dwarf scouts who are out patrolling. And uh, they greet you, see that you're not obviously enemies, and we'll actually you know, exchange some pleasantries and uh, they'll escort you back to the valley, making your trip where you don't really have to sneak as much since you're now traveling as a larger party. <clears throat> so you're looking for like five, nine, so you have like a 10 person party right now. So, you know, wild animals are gonna wanna give you a wide berth. That's a lot of people. And, Jar's you know, threatening you these good dudes? Yeah, that's just more of the shield dwarves. They're on a patrol. Okay. You almost call them kids? Yeah. No, cats. They're four scouts. What uh are they what kind of are they, are they armored up? Do they yeah, they're wearing the uh they have a uh, lighter armor. They look like they're you know, meant to travel or maybe hunt. So um, the shield po- the shield dwarf outpost has some Yeah, and they have and some Yeah, some some scouts to make sure like that the area is secure. Uh they have the unmistakable uh a symbol of the tankard on the shield which is the uh Battlehammer clan. Motif. And so you make your way back to the uh, basically the valley again. You find the you find the winding roads down into the valley, and once again you're brought to the uh, immediate outpost that's a little bit lower in the valley. And you see Kremlar. <laughs> Kremlar is still there, um, and once again just welcomes you in and uh, actually asks about. Uh, oh, what what news did you bring about the Durgar? Up to no good, it seems. Though is it to no good. Mm. Well, that's kind of racist. Who has the letter? Yeah. Skid. Skid? Yeah, I got the paper. Shall I show him? He can probably read Dwarvish, maybe. I don't know. It is... Narrow his eyes, looks at him, pulls out the paper, holds it real tight. Pilgrim's just over there nodding silently. His hands out his hand, gives him the paper. Ah, uh, this is the paper about the East uh, Haven Ferry? Yes. The, okay. The, the letter between the brothers. Oh, shit. East Haven Ferry, huh? Do you guys know anything about the East Haven Ferry? I should probably warn them. Someone should probably warn them. We. We, uh. Went from East Haven to Cardenaval on the ferry after we took care of those other dwarves on it. Well, that's even better. We that's... think the brother got away, though. Hmm. That's troubling. I'm sure he's not going to be happy to find out his brother's dead. That was a threat as well. Yes. We would really appreciate it if you kept that quiet. That we murdered his brother. Well, of course. Their father. Logar. The less the Durgar know, the more, you know, the more chance of uh, them messing up, making a slip, yes. so to speak, will happen. I prefer uh, uh, no retaliation against us. Yeah, the Durgar are people that they should not know. But who do you think is on the list of people who should know this is going on? I mean, my God, then. I'm not sure what really is going on with the Durgar. I know that they're enemies to all of us. I'd imagine speaking to the, you know, speakers of Ten Towns would be important. And we'll obviously let our our leaders know. 
And we've been making our way through the town. It's only been a couple of them so far. We'll see you. The speakers sometimes are walk different paths of good or bad, so it's tough to know who to tell when everyone's being so sneaky. Well, you know, Ten Towns has its issues. They compete against each other. They always want to be the top one. Everyone's got their rivals. But it's nothing, nothing out of the blue. It's not like they go out there and murder each other. I mean, everyone here is suffering through the never-ending winter. I don't know, uh, perhaps there's ways of dealing with this that we just are slowly finding out about, uh, maybe there's something with this white stag holding some power here. I feel, at least I don't know if you've heard of it, but... A white stag? No, I haven't. It wasn't a stag, it was a moose. A moose. It was a dreaded, it, it was dreaded, or bearded, or dreaded moose. It was a the dread moose. The Dread Moose. I've heard stories about that west of here, Lonelywood. Yeah. Far walk. I'm sorry, what? Is it a far walk? We got, I mean, we gotta go back to Koenig instead. At some point. Or we could just hop over to Lonelywood real quick. Is this a job for hunters? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then we will meet you in Karakonig. Meet us in Koenig. May you walk your path. Mm, all right. There are times when paths are not to be tread upon by others. But what if this dread moose is more than just a dread moose? Then retreat back on the path upon which you walked before. While we have split from our tribe, to look for other people to lead. Then separation is not new to you. Well, you didn't let me finish there. You gotta let him finish when he gets going. While we have separated from our tribe to search for someone, another leader amongst these towns and to fix this winter problem, it was not with ease that Skid and I were allowed to go search in others. But once we find a tribe, we stick with the tribe. While we may be hunters, we find ourselves aligned by the likes of these people here, total human and whatever you could possibly be, while our tribe is made of other people. When you say you, do you look at me? Mm -hmm. You said human, I'm the only human in the group. I thought Ellie was a human. He's half elf. Half elf, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so you turn to the av elf and say whatever you could possibly mm -hmm. be. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, either way, it is uh, not easy for us to split a tribe, and it would not be at least you've, something we would do. You've convinced me, Thrax, though you know that this one cannot contribute to the hunt. I think you can contribute in your own special way there. That sing-song voice you have always makes me feel better. And this turtle has shown its true strength. That's not just on its shell or in its arms. But in courage. Brave. And the Pathwalkers will hunt? The dread moose of Lonelywood? 
waxen alabaster as its fur may be. Yes, but after we've had a long rest, I'm fucked up, and I'd like to go to sleep at some point. Oi, mates, I'm going to tell you one thing. What's up? There is no road that goes west to Lonelywood. You'd have to travel southwest through many of the other towns to even get there. Going west through the wilderness, just the two of you, you will surely die. There is no chance of your survival. It'd be all five of us. You're going to risk traveling through the, the, the Arctic winter. Fuck no. See, as I'm saying, we might go back to Koenig, then we head west. But either way, Kremlin is, is... Do we have a, a place to lay our heads tonight if we have to? Of course, you can stay as long as you want. You don't... No one travels through the wilds here. Not even you, Jarthra. No, not uh, not that far west. I only stick around Karakonig. I haven't traveled from the Karn to Lonelywood ever. Well, why? What because scares it's, you? Well, it's, it's rock faces, wild animals, beasts, Verbig, giants, yeti, snowstorms. Plenty of things that will kill you out in the wilderness. Sounds like an adventure. You remember that giant fucking dragon that flew overhead? What if that showed up? What are we supposed to do then? The same thing we did last time. Hide. Hide. So you would know that paths, the paths otherwise, since all of you are from around here. Karakonig is attached to Karadinaval by a road. Then it goes down to the east way, west of Bryn Shandir, northwest of Targos, northeast of Termline, then northwest of Lonelywood. Lonelywood is the farthest town from, from anything. We're at this little halfway point, though, aren't we? Right here? On the... You're at the cairn. Here. So, uh, so technically, if you were to go west, like, say, if you were following the valley, the valley continues going downwards. So you'd have to still end up, you know, coming out of the cairn, uh, coming out of the Dwarven Valley at that base of the cairn and traveling overland from there. Yeah, because the, the passage between the cairn, the valley, and Karakonig is kind of more well-traveled and more... Right, because uh, the shield dwarves regularly travel there. Alright, uh, well, let, let's just let's head back to Koenig. We'll talk to Trovis, return his lamp, and set their mind at ease about what's going on, at the very least. This one agrees. Let's walk the path. After a good night's rest. Absolutely, so they allow you to stay uh, once again. You set up your tents, bedrolls, etc. Um, Can I do some uh, activity before bed? Absolutely. You, you guys have plenty of time to do activity. I'd say it's probably... Let's say early evening. Yeah, Skid would definitely uh, is committed to. He would take that leather armor out that he got and look at where all the metal rivets are, look at where all the metal pieces are, and start just taking the metal off. Okay. It's, uh, it's nasty metal. I'm gonna get some bone in here, and it's gonna be good. Then I'll be able to wear it, and then it'll be nice. And he's gonna start uh, just removing metal pieces from the studded leather armor he bought and try to see in his headscape where he's gonna plan to add the rivets. And say, and uh, even one of the doors is kind of fascinated by. Uh, what you're doing, and we'll probably help you. I'll start to try to finesse him to get more buddies. But yes, I'll take his help and just work on that for the evening. Okay, so yeah, you'll be replacing the metal. Uh, the dwarf will ask you if he can keep, keep the metal to be used for other things. If yeah, you, you do that. Then I'm just going to start shaping the, the, the bone right now while you while you take the metal out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so take the take the metal out. of the. He'll take it out for you, leaving yeah. you with uh, basically the studded armor that's no longer studded, but... Obviously, you want to replace it with bone. Skid will start working on Nildar's, Nildar's jawbone for some of that uh, replacement. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Alright, so anyone else want to do anything before I hit the sack? Standard prayers and procedures for the pilgrim, but nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Listening to people walk around and uh, believing uh, or thinking about the paths and the, the winding nature that they uh, they have. I, I guess I'm also going to wait for uh, Pilgrim to finish his activities and then uh, once he's finished, approach him. Okay. Cool. Hey, you, uh, you all done with that? Yes, this one is finished. Yeah, you mind? Uh, I just had a quick question. It was, uh, I'm a noggin. I just, I noticed something. Um, where on your, on your person is your symbol, the symbol of the paths, the like basically backwards C and then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The basketball looking thing. Sort yeah, of. with something aligned in the middle. Where is that? Uh, it would be etched into like my quarter staff, like kind of haphazardly and then etched into my, um, my alms box. Cool. That's about it. I don't really have anything fancy enough to like, it's not, you know, on embroidered on anything of mine, but it's there. Cool. Um, yeah, it, uh, you know, I noticed this the first time I met you, uh, and I, uh, kind of take down my coat a little bit, and uh, on my left shoulder cap, I actually have a symbol that almost looks quite similar to that. It's a backward C, and then, like, a regular C, mm. but just in, like, all black, tribal, on kind of a green, cream-colored skin, and, um, yeah, this is uh, this is who I follow. This is a, uh, this is the sea bitch. This is a, this is the wave mother. Uh, and I, I notice the symbol. It's, it's kind of like that. And it, yours actually has something in the middle, correct? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, mine's like a, um, a half circle, kind of open on one side, another half circle, and then cut in, with a cross in the middle of it, sort of. What What do you know about this? Uh, about this one. Doesn't that seem like an odd coincidence to you? Um, I guess Pilgrim will probably try to think about uh, the Wave Mother. And um, even though I'm, I'm not even going to try to roll for it, because I guarantee that I have no knowledge of it prior to ego death. Um, but he, I think that he'll say, the paths echo in different ways, even though paths themselves don't echo. And... Even though we think we might walk different paths, we may not. The Wave Mother may be present in the in what I do and what I what this one does and what this one believes. Yes. The coincidence the coincidence is valid. It's not just a coincidence. Yeah, it makes my noodle certainly. Well said. What is a noodle? It's your noggin gotcha. inside your skull. Thank you for sharing, Barry. Yeah. This one will keep an eye out for such other coincidences. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, either way, uh, glad you made it all right today. You can't, uh, don't get let yourself get so close to the brink of death on the case of others. One day we might lose you and I'd miss you. Death is only another path to walk. Sleep well, buddy. Likewise. Pull into my shell somewhere. <laughs> Where there's a tiny apartment. No, I'm just joking. Oh my god. All right, so you all prepare for bed and lay down? Yes. Everything else is good? Everyone else? Night tracks. Good night, Skid. Are you feeling better? Yeah. And the morning we'll have our dessert, or our breakfast wine, and all will be okay. Yeah. 
Ricky is occasionally playing notes on a flute and writing in a little black book in a language that I believe no one else understands, which is draconic. Bedtime. He's perform. He's writing a play. <laughs> a whole play? Not even a song? Album? He's, he's a, a more of an opera slash play. He doesn't. Is he? he doesn't know yet. He's he's uh, ruminating and stewing and pondering. Excellent. Um, so everyone falls asleep. Uh, Pilgrim, you have a dream tonight. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Uh-oh. Um, what this sounds like is many people speaking at once. And you hear, you called call to, to us, us today, today and, and we, we will, will help guide. guide. Listen, Listen to the, to footsteps. the footsteps. Each, each, one, one, each, each one, one, each one, each one follows, follows their, their own path. path. You have walked, walked our path, path well. Do not stray. We watch closely. closely. Our gift our is this one's reward. Sure-footed, this one is. One, one foot, foot in front of the, the other. other. Keep, keep walking, walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Cool. Sweet. And you get you get the inkling that this is because you used augury and called on your. Your patron, so to speak. Oh man, so I didn't totally just waste that spell slot like I thought I did, which is fine. No, you did. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Can I get that uh, text sent to me eventually? You bet. All right, sweet. If not, I'm also cool with what I just wrote down. Uh, yeah, then you all wake up. Mm, good morning, skid. Good morning, Drex. Let me get this up. Uh, and I pop the big barrel and I start pouring out some breakfast wine. <laughs> the dwarves all gather around. Cheers, host. Thank you so much for hosting us. Yes, uh, bring cups, everyone. <laughs> yeah, they have cups. They some of them are finishing their ale, like quaffing the rest of their ale. May we be allies and friends, in perpetuity. <laughs> This one believes we will meet again, but we have a lot on our docket. Perhaps it's best if we leave quickly. Well, before that, here, drink this. Pilgrim. Thank you. It's already gone. <laughs> Skid will cast Goodberry and silently hand one to every member of his party. Aww. The sweet character development. Uh, then the dwarves hand out some uh, some mushrooms from, from lower in the caverns to you guys as rations. Some mushrooms, some uh, dried, some dried meat of, you know, random animals. You're not quite sure, but just to give you guys some rations on your way out. Sweet. The paths are happy with what we've been doing. They spoke to me, to this one. The paths spoke back. The ones, the things you listen to, they spoke back to you. The paths always speak. You just have to learn to listen. What do they say? Keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. But how do you know they're not leading you to a terrible doom? Then that is the path that we walk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jarthra, you fucking got yourself a third days of service. Here's another ten gold, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, at least you're true to their wood. Are you ready to go? Let's go. Uh, Jarthro will take you out and once again climb out of the valley through the little narrow, uh, the hewn pass. You pop up at the base of Kelvin's Cairn. Um, you actually see a little base camp. You see some people preparing to climb it as well. 
perhaps to do the uh, the ascent. Um, so you, because people regularly do this, uh, it's also a, a spot for shield drawers to pay homage to Brunor Battlehammer. Mm-hmm. And so it is a treacherous climb. Obviously, you guys are welcome to do that at some point if you decide to. But there is, you know, this is a almost a religious thing for a lot of doors. And you guys begin to head southeast back to Karakonig. The path is pretty much unadventurous. You once again see some wild animals. Uh, if you guys would like to hunt, I'll roll on the wild animal chart. Would you like to hunt? I see some animals out there. Mm. Want to take their eyeballs out and sacrifice it to that weird being you worship? Drax, <laughs> uh, I'll let you answer that one. I think we wait. There's something else that we want to hunt currently. Yeah, there's about three reindeer prancing around, standing around. Um, I see them. Process <laughs> them and add them in my inventory of beasts I can transform into. <laughs> yeah, so there's just reindeer. They're uh, standing there. They're picking out uh, little, what little pieces of green are still left popping out through the snow. Uh, today's weather is a bit snowy, so the visibility is a tight, slightly lower. You can see only about 40 feet ahead of you. Um, but that also is your benefit as none of the wild animals or beasts that are out hunting also see you at all either. And so your travel is basically unadventurous. Um, once again, once you pass through all the more rocky parts, you come back to more of the snow fields, barren trees, etc. cetera. Uh, what's left actually of what are barren trees because most of them have been cut down for wood and you approach Karakonik once again. And you approach from the north and you can see in the distance about 40 feet ahead of you, frozen fire expeditions. So we got the supplies. Wonder where the town drunk. I mean, town's pickup is. This one believes that we should talk to. Fuck their name. The sisters. Scyther. No, Allie no, and Corey. No. Allie and Corey. Corey and Allie. And return the. From Northern Lights. Herkline sinker. Oh yeah. Return the return the. Uh, Lantern. Right, right, right. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll go return the lantern to hook, line, and sinker, you said? Um, or is it supplies? I'm sorry. I mixed that up. I think it's supplies. Frozen Expeditions? Uh, Frozen Fire Expeditions is where Jartha is from, uh, with the old man adventure too. Uh, yeah. Northern Light is where the lantern you're returning is. There we That's go. What you sorry, hang that's outside. where we're going. Yep. Maybe bid farewell to Jarthra unless he's hanging out with us. If he's coming to find us so charming he doesn't want to leave. No, he's... Yeah, yeah. I uh, you. Great traveling with you. Thank you so much. See you soon. You guys are excellent fighters, I will say. I've never fought a remora before, and I don't want to again. Thank you. And he'll pop in our frozen fire expeditions. You guys continue Northern Light. Um, once again, it's a very welcoming place. It's warm inside. Um, Ricky Steele hears a whistle from across the way. Oh, hello. <laughs> and uh, Glenn uh, raises it. Tanker to you as you uh, enter the Northern Light. I don't have a tankard. Thank you, Glenn. We're back. I'll come see you later. All right, and then you enter. And uh, as always, uh, Allie is in the front. Oh, you've returned. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I was so worried about you. Skill, body up next to um, Ricky Steele and take out the lantern from his uh, bag of holding and hand it to Ricky Steele and then back away. Hello. You must be Allie. 
My friends have told me about you. We've got this lantern that apparently was uh, stolen from you. Oh, absolutely. That's the uh, that's what gave us uh, the name for the Northern Light. It's a simple lantern. It doesn't do anything special, but it does change colors. It changes colors. Oh, that's fantastic. Would you like uh, us to hang it up outside, or will you be taking care of it? Oh, if you'd like to hang it up, that'd be wonderful. Right on it. Corey, can you please heat up some food? The adventurers are back. They've returned our light. She'll call out into the kitchen. And you start hearing pans clanking. Well, I'm going to hang up this light. Would anyone like to help? Uh, if you need a hand, I can help you lift up, but won't it just get stolen again? It'll be fine. We problem was taken care of, Thrax. Thrax, rather than waste your time doing that, maybe this one and you could go take care of another problem that the city is having. Town, rather. All right. The ice. Your last name. <laughs> ah. Yes, uh, should we bring Barry with us? Barry, what do you wish to do? Yeah, whatever uh, y'all feel. I don't mind helping uh, Ricky hang that. Hang a light or break some ice? <laughs> oh, you seem much me. better for breaking ice than hanging these trinkets. Yes, maybe Skid and I can hang this light. We're both very apt, strong gentlemen. Strong, strong. Very powerful. Yeah, it sounds good. I'll come with y'all. This one wishes you both best of luck hanging the light. Yes, there's no way that this could devolve into a comedy of errors. <laughs> See you guys later. Good luck. And we will head to break some ice. All right, so you know that uh, the main port is straight uh, south south of the Northern Light uh, as it curves down to the to Lactinishir. You see two long piers and a boathouse uh, right at the basically center bottom. Uh, if you look at your map of the uh, that large structure next to the two piers is a basically a fishery or a former fishery as it's not very much in use right now. You guys gonna pop out there and break the ice? I'm gonna cast some oh, yeah. create. I'll definitely cast two first level spells of creator destroy water to break some ice. All right. Once again, I'm gonna say fuck you. Guys, don't even have to roll for it unless you guys are competing again. Nope. I know the ice. The true icebreaker is Thrax. I think this time we're working together to <laughs> destroy ice there as quickly go. as possible. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's. The same, you guys are now used to this. This is the third place you've broken up uh, ice at, so you guys are pretty pretty good at it. And, and this so, is the last port on Loch Denishir of the three settlements, correct? This is. Maybe we do something cool where, you know, the pilgrims casting stuff. Barry, I'd like to like help him slam his body into the ice, and then I'd like catapult over and earth cartwheel over with a spear and jam it in the ground and break what he like smashes with his uh tortoise Jesus shell dude. you know yeah so you're, you're anime icebreakers yeah okay. just watching him like slam and i'll help him up and then i'll like break it apart if he or something cool like that we're working as a team to do it absolutely <laughs> you're more than well, you're more than able to describe <laughs> what you're doing i'm totally fine with if you're cool with that uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, so you guys break up the ice pretty effortlessly. Uh, you get a look at uh, Torvis. He's literally sitting like this against a barrel watching you guys. Bottle of wine in hand, as always. Kind of stable himself. Yeah, he's just hanging on to a barrel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's he's like, well, God damn. They're actually doing it. And mumbling to himself. 
Uh, the let's see then. It's what Ricky Steele and Skid setting up the light. Yeah. Uh, how do you want to put up the light? It's just a hang. Just hangs over the door. I hold my arms out in front of me like he can put his boot up on me and I'll give him a lift. Oh, <laughs> seems the exact opposite of what should happen. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, pal. I'm going to look down at him and say. Are you sure you shouldn't be getting on my shoulders? Uh, fine. I'll I take... normally only go up on Drax's shoulders. Don't tell him, okay? I won't tell him <laughs> anything. Climb up and get up on his shoulders. Yeah, you guys can easily reach. Uh, just it, it just hangs from right over the door. It's very uh, it's very like a very just wooden wooden Done. holding thing. Ricky, do you think? Ricky, uh, uh, Ricky, roll a dex check. It's a 16. 16? You almost slip a little bit on the ice, but you're able to stabilize. <laughs> Bonus action, disengage, and hop off of him. Yep, you are fine. Like, do, you you think, do you think this is going to get stolen again? We talk about the main guard. Do you think they'll, they'll like, won't, won't be there? They won't follow him if, he, if the main guard's not there, right? I don't think so. I don't think they'll be back for a while. I also wonder why they took this lantern in the first place. They're fucking crud. They're cruddy people. They stay there. I was invisible walking around. You think they're just trying to, you know, stir up some trouble? No, they're looking for their fucking blue shit. Oh, they probably, because the lantern can change colors, they probably thought it was more special than it was. Yeah, they're not smart like you and me. Yeah, they're not smart at all like you and me. Like you and me. The smartest people in this party. Yep, and the lantern itself just shifting slowly from uh, blue to green to red. Well, I'm going to go back across the street and talk to Glenn. Um, okay, I'll see you down at the docks. Yes, hey, we're going to the docks. No, you are. I'll be down there. No, I'm just going across. I'm going to the where Glenn is. You remember the bartender across the street at the other bar? Yeah, I was not going to come with. You can come if you'd like. I didn't want to get, yeah. get in your way or anything. <laughs> you sure you, you want me there? It's okay. You go, go meet up with Thrax. I know he's important. Oh, yeah. well, okay. I mean, unless you want to come along, then you could come. All right. Whatever you want to do. When you're done with Glenn, come see us at the docks. All right, sounds good. Or maybe tomorrow. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go speak with Glenn. Tavis. <clears throat> yeah, you can go speak with Glenn. It's, it's about like 2 p.m. at this point. Uh, Glenn is, once again, just has a, has a mug of ale waiting by the door. Glenn, do you mind if I put on a show tonight? No, I wouldn't mind at all. That In fact, that'd be great. Oh, I'd love that. Got some recent exploits. Oh, and I did forget you have a, a drinking contest of sorts here as well. Yeah, everyone usually gets into drinking contests at the end of the night. Everyone likes to get fucked up here. Well, I'm not going to make any promises right now. My compatriots and I might have to leave post haste, but if they're willing to stick around for the whole night, I'll put on a show where we can all enjoy the drinking contest. Absolutely. I mean, the locals here really like to challenge visitors, so I'm sure they'd have a great time. Sounds great. I'm going to begin setting up. Oh, and an ale before. He's already holding one out for you. Hell yes. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, Skiddy, you make your way back down. To, you make your way down to the docks. Yeah. The party's standing there, uh, recently accomplished. Some, some some townsfolk are surrounding them. Torvis is there, standing a little bit straighter than usual. Um, and he is thanking you all. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> that, uh... <clears throat> That do you guys that uh, the the ice will be broken? Have do you know about Kerr Denevel? Perhaps he's saving. Boy, I've freed the ice there already. 
Well, how damn... Excuse me. What was that? <clears throat> oh, um, nothing. Just, I'm fine. He's, I'm, uh, Pilgrim's gonna try to whisper. He's a drinker. Uh, yeah, you found him buried in the snow. He was so drunk when he got I remember. The <laughs> it seems you fancy your breakfast wine all day. <laughs> well, I've got breakfast wine, lunch wine, and dinner wine. And I've got my patrolling wine as well, too. Uh, of course. I can keep this town safe. We found the lantern and returned it. And who was behind it? The Dwergar. Dwergar. He seems to sober up at the mention of that word. And they seem to be planning more. I, this one cannot give you specific details, but um, as you can see, we also broke the ice. He's nodding to himself in thought for a moment. All right. That, that'll do. Thank you for the information. Thank you. Um, obviously, you're free to stay at my place, in my home, my own home, whenever you'd like here. You have a home. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm patrolling most of the time. Yes, <laughs> I know. I know what it seems like. Bruh. <laughs> uh. Sure, give us the keys then. <laughs> I'll have a coffee made. <laughs> uh, is was there a boat that was uh, stuck here in the ice? Uh, one perhaps we were, or a ferry that uh, we could take back? Uh, they carry? have fishing boats here. You would know that Scython's Ferry is the only ferry that really traverses Lake, Lake Dennisheer. He's got the monopoly on the ferry services, which is why he was very excited to have you guys break up the ice and he's making money again. I sort of nudge uh, Barry with my elbow and go, uh, can't you call him for us or contact him with your shell? Who, uh, sir? Yes, uh, perhaps help us get a ride back. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You want me to... Uh... Do, do that, yes, yes. The sooner the better. Yeah, all right. Uh, step like, you know, 10 feet from the group. Kind of like I'm making a, you know, phone call kind of distance yep. from them. Uh, hold up the shell. Hey, old Hellspawn, how you doing? <laughs> Any good uh, word on the uh, icy streets? Need a ride to East Haven. Where are you? Um, and you hear back. Um, I guess I'd end it with like, we're in, we're in Kirkonig. <laughs> the ice yes, broke. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, fine. Assuming the ice is broken, I'm at Kirdinavel. Not far away away at all. I'll see you soon. Yeah, and you guys, uh, you have some of the, some of the uh, citizens of uh, Kerkonig are trying to convince you to come to Hook, Line, and Sinker to have some drinks so they can pay you back in some way. Uh, they're offering like smaller things, like uh, you know, their some, child. Yeah, fish. Yeah, child. <laughs> like fish. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too expensive, um, but they are very much offering to, you know, uh, pilgrim. What do you do when they offer you fish and stuff? Oh, ignore it. Ignore. 
Yeah. The Goodberries have been doing really well. <laughs> and I have another one, right? Yes. Yeah. You all have one. Then I'll say, uh, this one is not in any need of this, but thank you. I'll take some of that fish. Barry, would you like some? Oh, yeah. I love it. Is that, uh, is that knucklehead? I believe it's all knucklehead, right? Oh, yeah, I love knucklehead. Uh, <laughs> knucklehead all the way down, as they say. Yeah, so you have uh, you get ten fillets of knucklehead trout. Mm-hmm. And ten? You, yep. Ten fillets, they're all laid up like from different people in that area. And then you also get, uh, I'd say, five flagons of ale that are corked up and you can carry around with you. Now these, this would get used. <laughs> Barry, being the turtle-like man that you are, uh, do you ever swim in this lake here? Have you dove into it? Yeah, uh, a few years ago, I was loving that. I, I kind of got, uh, I forget what they call it, but, uh, you know, yeah, I miss, I miss swimming a lot. Uh, it's just too, too damn cold now. Ah, uh, you don't, you cannot bear it when it is cold. Not really, not from more than, how, what's a reasonable amount that I would be able to bear the, the water? Uh, the Can you breathe water. underwater? Uh, an hour. Oh, fucking God. Okay. Uh, the water is frigid. Um, you are able to survive a number of minutes equal to your constitution score before suffering ill effects. Ooh. Yeah, so just a few minutes, really. That's a while. It's a nice, uh, it wakes you up, though. It's a <laughs> yeah, definitely wakes you up. Were you saying you wanted to go for a dip one of these mornings? Uh, get everyone up early, kind of start the day right? I was just wondering if what is down there sometimes, but or if you've seen it. Years ago. I've never swam that deep. I can't swim. No? I know. I won't tell anybody. Just please don't. If they knew I couldn't swim, they'd probably laugh at me. It's also okay if you don't know how to swim. That's a fine <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'll teach you. Maybe we'll figure something out. Sure, sure. So just thanks for not telling anyone. <laughs> no problem. We'll go. I'll go bask in festivities at the hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, people are there drinking. They're celebrating that their the ice is broken up. Uh, you see a couple tables of people uh, discussing about how to get the fishing boats back in and when they want to start. Uh, start like actually, uh, you know, fishing in earnest again. Fishing for other things than knucklehead trout. I look for skid. Thanks. Yes, yeah, sir. The lantern looks good there, brother. We got it just out right. I think Mickey might be trying to do a show. I wonder if he'll have that nap afterwards. Famous, well famous. Hey, uh, Ricky, it's actually, space is actually packed. Maybe we do the show soon, because we're getting picked up soon. Do the show, get out of here, hit the boat, or you want to wait till night? I mean, it's whatever you all feel like we should do. I could do it now, but there is a drinking contest at night, and I'll look at the pilgrim with a side eye. Uh, Pilgrim's just standing there blinking at you. Doesn't really pick up. All right, that happened. Uh, well, anyway, yes, there's a drinking contest at night. If you'd like to stick around, maybe we could invite Scython to it as well. He's showing up. A little merriment for all of us. But if not, I could perform the show right now. 
no problem, no questions asked. I've definitely got songs on deck to go. 100%. Let's hang out for most of the day and have this at night. Uh, I also think the Pilgrim might make an interesting uh, participator in this drinking contest. Where does participant? Participant. Participant. Of course. Yes. It's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, Pilgrim, uh, you using uh, destroy water on that uh, ale? I, every time I see it, it's gone. Are, are you are you cheating like you did in uh, the contest with us? There was no cheating. This one destroys alcohol. This one's gullet destroys alcohol. This one does not need spells for that. Do you feel the uh, effects of alcohol very well, or of course? It, yeah, quickly, or it takes a lot. How would this one answer that? Well, you know, two beer. Eh? Or is it more six beers for you? Seven wines. Before? You are feeling the effects of uh, alcohol. Mm. I know where I'm betting my money tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, what you guys planning with with at the bar? You know, people basically paying for all your drinks so you can drink as much as you want, etc. Just stuffing handfuls in my mouth. <laughs> yep. That's fine. Well, should I perform a song now? Oh, wait, wait. It's nighttime yet? Oh, no. Uh, do you want to loosen up? Have a couple of drinks so we can introduce you in a second? Wanna later on, whatever you want to do. Yes. You lose? Maybe, maybe wait for, uh, I mean, do you know when Scython's going to get here? I'd like him to see the performance, too. Oh, no, we don't have to wait a couple hours. Oh, well, we could get a little bit loose. All right, all right, all right. But when you're ready, just introduce me. All right, all right. You've got this, Skid? Yeah, you got this. Perhaps you're helping out as well. Uh, I can try. All right. Remember, it's Ricky's Theo and the Pathwalkers. Sure. Or whatever you want to say, I don't give a shit. I don't play much of an instrument. No, you're not playing at all, it's just me. We just gotta get everyone's attention on him. Uh, Get out of the way. That will be easy. Is anyone away for Scython? If he shows up within a reasonable amount of time, if not, we've got to put the show on the road. Or else I'm going to forget how to sing the song that I just wrote in five minutes. Wizard of Oz, that. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> we'll have some afternoon beers for an hour, see, hour and a half, see if someone yeah. shows up. It's about 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, the boat ride is not that far from Cairdinaval to Kirkonig. Um I would say about 4 p.m., uh, Scython walks through the door of the bar. And he makes eye contact with you guys, nods, says, boat's arrived. Skittle, grab Thrax by the arm and walk up to where the stage equipment is set up or any, any ambiance that Ricky had already set up. All right, Thrax, gotta be loud, get their attention, and I'll bring it home. All right. Uh, everyone want to see me chuck this spear as hard as I can? Check it out. Look at me as I pull out a spear and I get ready. It looks like I'm getting ready to throw it uh, straight into the crowd. 
No, no, no! But now that we have your attention, put your hands together for Ricky motherfucking Steele and the Pathwalkers! People applaud <laughs> and, are very, and, are very, and are very confused. Hello, I'm Ricky Steele, and I've just wrote a song that I hope goes over well. Scython, this one's for you. I pull out a, a, a lute guitar-like instrument, whatever is stringed around me that I still have on me, probably a lute. And I start playing. When the lock is frosted over and it's so cold, you can't even cry. You want to head to the hook, line, and sinker where you can stay. Warm, drunk, and dry while drinking. Oh, I fucked that one up. <laughs> while drinking, they appear in the corner. A little twinkle, a spark in your eye. Your heart beats fast and you don't know what to do. Get over it, baby. Don't be shy. You gotta break the ice. Don't think twice. Break the ice. Eyes break up. <laughs> Yes. Clap, everyone. Clap. <laughs> Clap now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, roll a performance check with advantage. That's a great setup you got there. Yeah, yeah. Elliot has 24 ounce twisted tea <laughs> in his rolling <laughs> area. <laughs> uh, that's a crit 20, which would mean it would be a 28. This is your best show yet. This is the best show you've played so far. People love it. Oh, fuck yeah. I've migrated into pop Glenn music. Glenn is just melting for you at this point. A lot of people were thinking, my favorite part is when he stopped and described that he fucked up. <laughs> and when he said, I just wrote this. Yeah. Hope it goes over well. Yeah. I liked so how, much confidence. I liked how unsure he was of himself the entire time. <laughs> I'm Ricky motherfucking Steele, and I'm the best thing ever. So you got to have that atti- attitude from the beginning. <laughs> thank, thank you, TJ, not Thrax. Hey. Well, Thrax, Thrax, <laughs> Thrax says that. Thrax is working as like the when they have the applause sign light up. He's walking around going, applause, applause, clap. Just threatens somebody. <laughs> hey, clap. You clap. Yeah, people loved it. People loved the show. Uh, Pilgrim is drinking water. He hasn't had a single beer this whole time. Mm. Okay. Yeah, people are or wine, clinking a bunch of you know ale flagons together. They just got to see a free show. They're very excited. And Skid will run back up to the. And now the music's done. It's time for the entertainment. The drinking contest being moved up to right motherfucking now. Yeah, people go ape shit for this. <laughs> They're like, hell yeah, let's fuck over the outsiders. Let's go. So people are yelling, screaming, uh, and they. Uh, they set up, uh, they set you guys up on one side of the bar, all five of you in a row. I'm assuming you're all participating. Um, no, I'm backing a horse. I'm not playing. I want to, I push forward, uh, Grim. Yeah, I mean, you ain't got to push me forward. Yeah, the pilgrim steps forward, um, but he's going to also cast, uh, well, not, nope, not yet. Never mind. Skid leans in. I meant to ask, do you want a little bit extra help or no? Uh, of course, if you, if, if you think it's necessary. 
and Skittle pluck a, a feather off of some piece of, you know, heraldry that he's got on and, and uh, cast Enhance Ability at you. Cool. Um, assume... Give you some endurance. Advantage on conjects. All right. And you get 2d6 temp hit points. Okay. <laughs> Enhanced drinking ability. Five. I'll Ooh. try to do this subtly. As I'm patting him, trying to... You can do it, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, these people are drunk town... T- like, just drunk people in the town. They have no idea what... They have, would have no idea if you're casting spells or not. Uh, they're not too privy to that... Uh, that's thing sort of happening around them. I'll stand to the right side of Grim. I'm also participating in this contest. I guess. Yes, I will. I'm participating. None of you, the rest of you, you're gonna be yellow bellies like that goblin over there. Thanks, you can do it. <laughs> mm, I want to bet on the pilgrim. Alright, Barry? You should do it. Yes, come on, Barry, don't be a sore sport. We're all friends now, walking paths together, and this path happens to be us getting shit-faced. It is just a simple contest. I doubt we'll be shit-faced at the end of it. Oh, I will be. I will be. (laughs) Well. Big words from Thrax, who was double-fisting not a moment ago. (laughs) I'm signing up for this contest, but, uh, skid. As I lean over, put all my money on the pilgrim. And I give him 50 gold. Very well. All right, so the four of you are participating? And then I start walking around trying to scrounge up bets. All right. Uh, he lines up the four of you at one side of the bar. And he finds, uh, Glenn finds the four biggest drinkers, including himself. He puts himself at the end of the bar. This is uh, across from Ricky. You guys, oh, you guys have to pick your anchor. Because three regular giant signs are placed down, and then one giant boot is placed at the end of it. <sighs> think we know who our anchor is. <laughs> Traveler. Is it me? It's you, Grim. You're the anchor. You're this the, one. You're our rock. You keep us afloat. You keep us tied down. We're always on that path and you guide our way. You're our lantern in the darkness, our moon in the darkest of nights. I was impressed by your words, Ricky. You are truly a bard. I will give you bardic inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Glenn lines up a uh, Three of his uh, biggest drinkers is a very heavy set guy whose face is just red. He's about six seven, just a monstrous man. Oh, Branson. Looks very, <laughs> very excited to get into a drinking contest with you guys, especially as he's lined up uh, across from who's first. You take the ugly one, Thrax. Uh, is that the ugliest yeah, one? Yeah, that guy. I will take on whatever his name is. Uh, B- B- Borgor. Borgor. <laughs> Borgor is the biggest guy that you now line up at, and you guys would be the you guys will be the first. Uh, who's lining up next? The next person is an elderly man with no teeth, but uh, you've seen him drinking in the bar before, and the alcohol just slides down his throat usually. Uh, you would re- recognize him from the Man Show if you ever watched that before back in the day. Oh yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. Is that the wolf or something? No, the old man that chugs the beer, not Jimmy oh, Kimmel. His name. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much that guy. That show did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. He is second in line, and who, which one of you two are going to face off? You want this motherfucker? No, you, you, 
He's got your name all over him. I'll take him down. Old man, you're a bitch. <laughs> then, then the third who uh, Barry is now across from is a younger boy, skinny neck, big ears. Looks like the Mad TV comic child. Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I believe you speak of Alfred E. Newman. <laughs> His name is Alfred E. Newman. Oh, the old man's name is... Uh, uh, Morg Borg So so it's Borgor Morgor Borgor Also the other guy's name was Kremlar Blorgan (laughs) (laughs) I gotta get away from that that, that. Borgor Morgor (laughs) Don't ask her names for it Nobody asked the old man's name Yeah, yeah. See, well, they're all related, you see. So you got Borgor, Morgor, and Edward E. Newman. Alfred. Alfred E. Newman. Al Gore. <laughs> Numgor. And then Glenn is at the end, across from Pilgrim. Can I just crunch up some bets after they do this up? Oh, who's across from me? Yeah, who's Glenn? Uh, Glenn is the proprietor. Of the oh world. shit! Okay, wow. Don't who hands out a beer to everybody that comes into his place. Glenn is the other anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. The bartender is the other anchor. Uh, this game will be simple. You roll two d20s, uh, whatever uh, bonuses you may have. You roll two d20s, and uh, whoever has the highest total of two rolls finishes first. What uh, bonuses do we add? Nope. Uh, well, if you oh. had a, if you got like abilities from, like, say, anything that adds on to stuff, uh, say, like, like athletics would en- or would enhance ability, enhance ability, would adding grant- things on. Uh, Bardic inspiration would work. Oh, okay. So well, no. I'm going to also uh, cast uh, bless on myself and others. Three creatures, yeah. So I'll bless uh, myself. Um, let's see, Ricky and uh, Barry. D4. And you your just, D4, yeah. Skittle just throw some bets with people in there. Uh-huh. Probably totaling 90 gold pieces. With with many different people, if that would be able to happen. Yeah, I just rolled 90, so 90 is what's matched as well. Yeah, so no, the, just smaller bets with a bunch of different people. Get a little ring of gambling yep. hanging out. So you'd, uh, <laughs> upon winning, you'd get 180 in return. Otherwise losing. Otherwise losing the 90. Let's fucking go! Alright. Pathwalkers! Pathwalkers! Let's go! Borgor stares down at Thrax. Look what we have here. Let's go. Alright. <laughs> and there's a countdown from everyone in the bar. It says, three, two, one, go! I got a 20 total. You, you beat me. I got a 9. So the, the bar oh, team... Do I add them together? Yeah. yeah. Oh, two, 17, yeah. man. 17? Yeah. So the bar team pulls ahead slightly. The You finish your beer right after Borgor does. The second person uh, gets a, now is now in the lead. And he gets a D4 now because he pulled ahead of him. Mor- oh. Morgor. Morgor is up. The old man Morgor. Ricky steals uh, across I, from him. I wish to deceive Morgor and not actually drink my beer, but pour it onto the floor sneakily, very quickly, <laughs> using my deception skills. In front of everybody? In front of everybody. They're all drunk. It doesn't matter. What are you doing? This is a contest. I'm going to drink part of the beer and spill the other part down my shirt like a good boy. 
Alright, yeah, roll a deception check. Alright. I wish to use my uh, charisma ability to make it a <laughs> That's okay. A, it's a 28. <laughs> you are able to do that, so I will give you an extra d10 to your to your roll here. How does that happen, uh, DM? How does he do this? Uh, so the beers hit the table. Uh, Borgor, his hits slightly first. You see Morgor pull up his beer. The old man starts chugging. Uh, Ricky Steele slightly behind. <laughs> Kratz is about to spread out his beer. <laughs> Kratz, uh, sorry, uh... Ricky Steele's slightly behind, but in order to catch up, he starts pouring beer down the front of his shirt as well while drinking. All right, roll your two d20s and your d10. And a d4 from Bless, right? Mm-hmm. Great, that's a 15. Oh, my God. <laughs> Morgor, Morgor rolled a 24. So Morgor, this old man, the beer just slides down his gullet. And now uh, that would mean uh, uh, what's Ricky notices this and has to start uh, cheating halfway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Barry is now up against uh, the Mad TV kid. Uh, they he gets a slight head start as well, so he gets a D four as well. Alfred um, E Newman. Yeah, Alfred, Alfred E Newman. I can never remember that name. I, I love the Ricky Steele cheated and still drank slower than the guy, <laughs> even spilling half the pint. <laughs> uh, next is Barry against uh, Alfred E Newman. And uh, the glass hits down. Alfred starts chugging, and Barry is trying to catch up and come back from behind. That looks good. Thirty-eight. Yeah, this uh, dumb. Uh, the dumb. Say thirty-eight. Yeah, a twenty, a fourteen, and a four. Oh my god! <laughs> so the dumber-looking kid, uh, he rolled only a twelve. Yeah. So he, t- you get yourself right back in the race. They lose their bonus. Get him, Barry! Get him, motherfucking Barry! <laughs> and now it's go. down. So the. The, the bar team loses. It's down to Grim, who holds a lot Grim, of dice in his hand Grim, versus my two D20s. Grim, Grim. Uh, if you look at uh, the pilgrim's eyes, they are completely white, rolled back to his head. <laughs> but uh, he we, like calmly picks up the, yeah, the pitcher see, in front of him. Yeah, you see uh, the two giant boots, Glenn and Pilgrim, are basically neck to neck at this point because Barry just decimated his opponent. And, and the chanting in his mind goes from keep walking, keep walking, <laughs> keep drinking, keep drinking. <laughs> All right. Oh no! Oh! Oh! What'd you end up with? 42. Oh my god! <laughs> you finish twice as fast as Glenn, the proprietor of the bar, does. He only rolled a 22. I reach across and drink his beer, too. <laughs> he pulled it out of his hand. You, you drink yours so fast that you pull the beer out of Glenn's hand. Whose eyes are open with bewilderment about how fast this liquid just went down your throat. Morgor, the old man who just crushed a beer, is like standing mouth agape, staring at you, holding his beer slowly up to his mouth to keep drinking in utter distraught of what he just seen. And uh, yeah, the bar goes absolutely apeshit. They go fucking crazy. Yeah, that's more guys fucking. Give me that money, motherfucker. Give this me that one, money. This one would like to say something. Though we are all here drinking in competition against one another, there is only one path that upon which we all walk. One that leads towards total inebriation. Another round on the house on the Pathwalkers. 
Yeah, people fucking go crazy. This place is going nuts. People are coming from outside being like, what the hell is all this commotion? They're like, hell yeah. Everyone's coming in here, pounding a bunch of ale. This place is stocked anyways because they get it from the dwarves. So they are stocked with dwarven ale for days. I like to think that when you drank, it was like blazing saddles. You just, you put it to your mouth and just pulled it right back. And yeah, it was yeah, completely yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no matter what size glass yeah. it is, just, he, it's always the same one. Or the time. SpongeBob bit when he's the quickster. He's like, you want to see me run to that rock? You want to see me do it again? Yeah, <laughs> he just exactly. Move. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone's getting inebriated. Um, <laughs> Scython basically shrugs his shoulders and he starts fucking boozing. They're a bunch of, you know, basically pirates. So they're him and his, his crew are getting shit faced with you guys. Everyone's shit face. Yeah, everyone's everyone's very drunk. Scython, Scython, Scython. Let me ask you something though. So the Durga, I didn't know they they're everywhere. They're all over. We're seeing them everywhere. Wasn't this even East Haven? It was in Denival. It was in Conan. Everywhere. What do you mean everywhere? I like hearing about this. This good information. Tell them. Tell them about. Tell them everything. The, I tell love them it. About the the fall the fall dress. You guys are great. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But you can't tell anyone else. <laughs> you all loves rumors, though. You're all sitting hushed, trying to talk in hushed tones around a table, but you're basically saying this quite loudly. <laughs> We're nice and sauced, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone's very sauced. We murdered Grim. Someone. Grim. Hey, Grim's not okay, sauced. Wait. Grim's it's not sauced at all. Barry. This one's fine. Do you what do you think, Barry? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you ready? What? Could, could you could you work? Could you work it? Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Uh, oh shit. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Okay. Let's all get tattoos. <laughs> Let's have them for tattoos. You want to tattoo us? Yeah. Got some uh, <laughs> inks. Here, last town. Yeah. I'm, I got enough. Ricky, let's get matching tattoos. <laughs> Do it. What? Scython's <laughs> so, so trying it. to urge you to get a matching tattoo with him. Do it. Yeah, you should do that. What would it be out of? Get the shells. Oh, Barry can do it. Get the shell stones. Ooh, get an eye. Get a fucking eye. No, this one let's suggests get, maybe a path. Let's get a seashell on a path with an eye in it. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> We're at Scython. Oh, Scythe. On our ass cheeks. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, very. Are you willing to tattoo Scython and Ricky Steele? A seashell on a path with an eyeball on it, on their butt cheeks. I would uh, attempt it. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, you, you have your tools check and everything? Mm-hmm. So, um... Scython Rick Steel, shoulder up against the table, slide down their pants a little bit to reveal their butt cheeks and get tattooed and Hell see yeah. how all the tattoos come out. The right one. There's zero percent chance they are identical. Left one. The left one. <laughs> Whatever. What you get the right one, I get the left one. Oh, I get the right one and you get the left one. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. It's, it's like if we merged together as one person, we'd have the same tattoo on both butt cheeks. We have the same tattoo on the butt cheeks. Yes, sir. All right, roll it up. This is, gonna, this is going to be a very important plot point later on. Wait, do you have matching tattoos with Scyther? 
Oh my <laughs> god. What was uh, the image you wanted again? A seashell on a path with an eye on it. Put the eye in the, the shell hole. You know, the part of the shell where the creature used to live. It sort of opens up with an eye on it, but it's sitting on a path. And that's where the path comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's where we get pancakes. Do it, do it, do it, do it. What color? Make it right, a different color. Your, uh, Maybe the path your, comes from uh, the eye. Tool check. Which is uh, in plus proficiency plus d20. Mm-hmm. That's actually a... Twenty-three total. Nice. Damn, these are these are pretty good tattoos. They're very good tattoos, actually. They are exactly what we asked for. It's a seashell on a path with an eyeball in it, and now we both have magic tattoos. We we get to witness Barry in his own element, like really getting into himself and uh, doing a fucking great job despite the booze. Yeah, this is the first time you've seen Barry tattoo anything. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I imagine uh, he just like. He's just like hiccuping while he does it, and as he does it, this floating kind of teal mage hand in the air, which is actually the one that's doing the tattoo, is kind of just like moving a little bit every time he, every time he hiccups, just like a slight movement. But it turns out pretty, See, honest, pretty sharp, but I, it I, looks I wonder, rough. I wondered how you did that with your flipper-like hands, and this makes a lot more sense now. Skittle slap, uh, Ricky Steel on the ass. Looks good, but Whoa, on the... On the ha- tattoo. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hurt, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please yeah, let's, let's, take the, let's take the boat now. Let's go now, night. Let's go now. We should go, though. Come on, it'll be fun. Fuck it, send it. Let's go. Let's fucking take the boat out. Thrax, are you ready? We're leaving now. Uh, are we sure we trust him to we'll drive this boat? Oh, I've driven plenty of boats. I'm, I'm drunk. This one <laughs> believes that we'll be fine. Trust the paths, Thrax. <laughs> Well, I feel a little lightheaded, but other than that, I think it will be. All right, let's go anyways. I think, I think the monsters in the lake will provide enough light from beneath. We'll be fine. That's reassuring. All right, you guys make your way down on the ferry, drunk as shit. <laughs> uh, Scython calls his uh his uh, boat of buddies, his uh, ferry boat of buddies. <laughs> and uh, you all walk down to where the ferry is docked. Uh, get on, they light some. Uh, they had like some lanterns uh, like around the edge of the boat so they could see the water and everything. I I've got this. I'll cast dancing lights so farther away from the yeah, boat. Yeah, so just so we can this see is the, the brightest ice. thing that you can see in the dark is this boat now. It's okay, Scython. We, we, we want to stay in, in the suite you gave us at the White Trout. We, we've been loving it. We've been loving it. To East Haven then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go. It's bad fans of Rare Studios. Thank you for listening and keeping the show going. If you want to help support the show, subscribe to our Patreon. Gain access to the Rare Discord. Talk with other listeners and the Rare crew. Post funny pictures. Watch movies with us sometimes. Also, if you want to help us out, buy some sweet merch at RareRatStudios.com. All your support helps and keeps the show going. We appreciate you.
Step right up, step right up to the Wary Christmas Holiday Giveaway. Test your knowledge and win a prize. And who do we have here, young lad? Uh, my name's Jimmy, mister. Jimmy? Very well. Have you been paying attention to the show, young man? Let's find out. To test your knowledge, um, just stand on that platform right over there. Okay, up here? Yes, yes, right, that should do. All right, Jimmy, first question. Whose holy symbols are almost identical? Uh, uh, Ricky and Saifan. Maybe an easier one this time. Which pathwalker gets a tattoo in this episode? Nico. You got this now. What attacked the Mead Hall and killed the speaker Kendrick Reelsborough? An owl bear. Okay, last chance, Jimmy. Bonus round. What's on a Chicago-style hot dog? Ketchup and mustard. Get off that stage, Jimmy. Get down here. We're going home. You've embarrassed us too many times. God damn it, Jimmy. We drive there every week. Don't you want to win, sweet rare rat shit? Go to your room and think about what you've done. And Jimmy went up to his room and laid for a bit. Then he went into the bathroom and took a good long look at himself in the mirror. Why couldn't he get the questions right? Why didn't he pay attention more? While Jimmy's chances are finished, you can join the fantasy fun with the Wary Christmas giveaway. Can you answer the three questions Jimmy got wrong? Enter for your chance to win every week in December. To participate in the Wary Christmas Holiday Prize Contest, you must first share the podcast on social media with a link to your favorite episode and provide a screen capture or link for us to check out on the Wary Christmas channel on Discord. Then, you must answer the three questions from the quiz to determine your reward. We will decide if you are naughty or dice. All prizes are a mystery, but some very lucky winners will win dice used at the table by the Were-Rat crew and more. Please, I'm still alive. Is anybody there? The boat pushes off from the piers of Karakonig. Uh Bumps into the pier a few times uh, as they're pushing it out. They're using some long poles. One of, one of the guys almost falls in the water. But there's a lot of uh, hooting and hollering. Everyone's kind of having a good time. They crack open another uh, barrel of beer that's on the boat. And started heading around uh, handing out flagons. Hell yes. As I, uh, ha- as I hand out a flagon, I will again cast Dancing Lights if I have not done so already. If I have done so, I will do it again. You already did that. Make new ones. Yeah, so there's there's dancing lights around the boat. This uh, time, this time they swirl around the boat in a technicolor glow. Around the uh, the cabin that you guys uh, t- that the Durga were in before. Uh, at each corner, there's a lantern, and then at the bow and stern of the ship, there are lanterns. So it's well lit. The area is well lit, especially with the dancing lights now. <clears throat> uh, bullseye lantern goes out to the front, so they can see far ahead of them, and the ferry takes off. And you see Saitan's not 
pushing off to adventure into the middle of the lake, but rather staying closer to the shore and following the coastline as to not get lost in the dark. So he still does have some semblance of what he's doing or his knowledge as a boat captain is still coming through fairly well. The only things of note that you see on your travels is a walrus that is sitting atop one of the icebergs. I see it. And uh, you do see another boat on the lake with uh, lanterns aplenty as well. And it looks like on on the boat is some uh, uh, whale hunters. Mm. And they basically pay you no mind. They're clearly searching the waters, keeping an eye out, looking around to see if, uh, you know, if a whale comes up for air so that they can follow it and try and hunt it. Hello. Hello. They... Kind of wave to you. Yeah, one of them at least does. The rest I'm, of them are too busy looking at the water and working. I'm Ricky Steele, and you can go fuck yourselves. Ha 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 Cross the boat. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you guys continue on basically uneventful. Uh, you follow the coastline. Uh, you see the uh, you see Care uh, Dinevel and the 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 keep there. Uh, on top of the the mountainside, or the I should say the crest of that, of the crest of the town. So you pass Cardinaval, you see that in the distance. It's well lit up there. Again, like everything's pretty much pitch black, so anything with any sort of light source is very easily discernible from where you are on the lake. <clears throat> uh, you occasionally hear some things stir in the water, but you can assume that's probably just knucklehead trout or something else. Uh, the reveries continue as you travel throughout the night. It is very cold outside, but you are all protected with your cold weather gear. And it's not snowing or anything heavy right now. The weather is not very inclement, so you're traveling fairly easily through the water. Uh, the ice is broken up thanks to you guys around the major cities. So basically, uh, Scython just follows the uh, the main path. And in a few hours, uh, say probably getting to 3.34 in the morning, uh, where, you know, the sky's starting to get a touch brighter, but still very dark. Um, you guys are making way, and in the distance, you see the lights of East Haven. I believe we just condone drunk driving is what we just did. No, no, no. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Oh, right. They're drinking pop, so they didn't get drunk, actually. There we go. Oh, uh, the boat pulls this up. This one's they... curious. What is our what is our plan in East Haven? Let's go to... crash at the wet trout at the base, and uh, then move quickly on to Goodmead. In the morning, we make our way along the uh, the road. Right. Let us do that quickly. Get to the wet trout. Go to the sweet. That's how I don't give us and sleep. <laughs> All right, so you pull up, uh, you guys approach uh, East Haven, you head towards the north part of the city. Uh, there is a pier right by the, just north of the wet trout. Basically, the wet trout is basically has its own pier for uh, basically docking at. Um, let's see how he parks the boat here. He parks, he smashes into the pier fairly hard. Uh, anyone who's outside of me is looking over at all of you. Uh, some of the beer spills out of the barrel. Uh, the boat does have some structural damage, but not but not enough to warrant it sinking or anything of the sort. But it does come in pretty hard and hits the pier at a pretty decent rate of speed. Uh, everyone shifts, kind of like staggers a little bit because of the abrupt stop. And then he turns, where? Hey, we made it. Let's go inside. 
Nobody better. Nobody better. <laughs> <clears throat> they tie up the boat, and uh, you guys are free to go inside. Scython staggers off the boat with his uh, his shipmates, and they kind of uh, are arm in arm, sing some weird pirate chanties, and wigging their way to the trout. Let us just go to sleep uh, before parting more. I, this one's rather interested in these shanties. Never heard such sweet soliloquies sung. Okay. Listen to them, Thrax. Keel haul those filthy landlovers, send them down to the depths below. Oh, it's terrible. Make, Make those them bastards, bastards walk the plank with, with a bottle of rum and a yo-ho-ho. <laughs> oh, no, I do, I do not like this music. <laughs> not at all. No. It's true, though, but what a great day, Drax. Think about everything that we did. <sighs> I don't Just know. Get to the trial or go to bed. Let them sing their songs. Everyone makes their way to the wet trout. Uh, it's blistering cold, but uh, people seem to start waking up now. Uh, you see people on the docks getting ready to go out fishing. They kind of look at you guys. You dis- Boat just smashed into the pier, and a bunch of drunk people just disembarked from it. So it's something that's, you know, kind of like doing the uh, walking home from the bar or something like that at, like, 5 in the morning, and people are like, okay, this guy's drunk. And so, yeah, you see the normal start of the day for some people, and you guys are just ending yours, uh, drunkenly walking to the wet trout. You enter once again. You see the two uh, fire uh, roasting in the middle of the room. You know, there's the upstairs where your suite lays, and there are, I don't know, there's still a decent amount of people in there, but uh, maybe some people getting out for breakfast, you can't really tell. Like, starting their day with a drink and some chowder, etc. Knucklehead chowder? Ugh. What are you guys doing? You guys are in the watch out now. Hello, everyone of the wet trout. We are the Pathwalkers, and we have come to get drunk. Uh, <laughs> does anyone happen to have things that you can only find in Bryn Shanda normally? Things that you look like snow, <laughs> but aren't snow. You're talking about dandruff. No, Thrax. The wolves get it sometimes. I'm talking about wolf dust. <laughs> You're on your own, big fella. Good luck. Skittle pat him on the butt. Go to bed. Uh-huh. Head upstairs to the suite. I will, uh, I will also go to bed and go up to the stairs to the suite uh-huh. and go to bed. Thrax also goes up bed. <laughs> oh, goes upstairs and goes to bed in the suite. Barry? It's me and you now, Barry. <laughs> We've got a mission to a Accomplish. We're going to get high as fuck. Why you say? Yes, you know about it. You should just go to bed, buddy. <sighs> but what about Indra? What about all the conversations that are out there right now <laughs> that I could be having? This with, is with, revealing, with, brother. <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> What, what about what about her you know what about Imogen what about all the people that have left me in my life send them a message we could a be, letter we could be talking so much 
how much I would love to have anyone else. All right, it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> Fuck it, I've said too much. I played a great show. We had a great boat ride. Barry, what do you think? Oh, that was a fantastic tattoo. I assume I can't see it. Yeah, it was a full day. Yes. A full day. A full moon for you. Two, actually. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barry. Well, I love you. <laughs> Good night. I, I love you too, buddy. <laughs> did you did you find the stuff? You... No. <laughs> Are you listening? No. Junkie still kicks ass. No, <laughs> <laughs> you you all head upstairs to the suite, and um, you know you get in your respective You get into your. Your beds and uh, Pilgrim, are you sleeping on the floor as usual? Of course. Very good. Uh, yeah, you all get ready and fall asleep. Uh, nice drunken slumber for all of you. Uh, you wake up uh, probably about six hours later. Some of you fairly hungover, maybe. Um, but otherwise, good to go. This one believes that good meat awaits us. Yeah, yeah, take this, take this. Skin gives everybody a good bearing. Oh my head. Start the day. This one never wanted to say anything, but we really appreciate the good berries. They are very yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah. Now is not the time, this one yeah. supposes. Yeah. Don't forget some... to wash it down. With some breakfast wine. Yes, here. Oh, everyone take your, God. your fill of breakfast wine. Oh my god. It's... As Thrax pops it out and pours into everyone's mouth. Uh, half pour for me, please. Sir, this is the only way to feel better. Yes, this helps us always with the long night at the tribe parties. Yeah. Hair of it's the a ritual now to walk the path. We'll take a take a little bit of the hair of the wolf. Awu awu wolf pack, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Just give me some of that fucking. How's that ass feeling, Ricky? Oh, it feels a little sore still, but nothing I can't handle. Barry's all well. Yeah, I was thinking about that walrus we passed on the way here. What about the walrus? They just look lonely. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what happened after we went upstairs? <laughs> I was just glancing at Ricky and then kind of like thinking a little bit. Barry, would you like some of uh, the breakfast wine? Yeah, I'll take a swig. Pour it into your mouth. Do we travel by foot? Do we hire another guide? Uh, Let's spend our winnings to hire at least uh, some sort of carriage cart thing. Uh, that's a great anything. idea. Oh, you mean like a dog sled? Dogs? Yes. Axe beaks? Whatever can carry our friend Barry Parker's heavy shell. <laughs> what are our options there, DM? Uh, you're in the biggest city in Ten Towns. You can hire whatever you want. There are X be there are X beaks. There are dog sleds, etc. What's X the most prestigious thing we could hire? X beaks. For how much per? Fifty gold. Fifty gold a pop. For the day. Yeah, until it gets to your location. Your can location. it accommodate a turtle person? It can. And we need six of them then. Mm -hmm. Sorry, five of them. Yeah, you would need five of them. 
or I could do it and carry one of you guys and we just do three. Only for an hour. Three hours. Mm. Maybe save that. We spent, we made all that money. All right, let's get some axe peaks. Get some axe, axe, axe. Get some, we'll get, we'll get, say it. Uh, you would know, uh, Kratzy, that, uh, you would be able to make it in three hours. Three hours, get just there? You'd get there in two and a half hours on next week. you get there very fast. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm okay doing it. All right. Oh, no, fuck it. Let's just, let's all enjoy the ride. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll need your strength. Yeah, 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 just in case. We had a rumor about good meat, didn't we? Uh, you heard that, uh, you heard a rumor that the, uh, the townspeak was recently killed by a nine-foot-tall giant. Rumor has it the giant stole a shipment of honeymead with, uh, which a handful of taverns in ten towns might go dry. Shit. I look at Skid Thrax, bends down, goes, you know, uh, we can ride our axe peak together still. Yeah, I don't like too much. Save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let you lead. Deal, deal, deal. Can I go throw down 200 at some axe peak dealer? 200? Yeah. It's 250. One, two, um. We're only buying four of them. We're renting four. Oh, you're just going to run as an axe peak? No, Thrax said I would ride with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Wait. I weigh like 40 pounds. Yeah. So I think the together bas- we're still less. Yeah, than you're basically you're basically a child yeah. on the front of town. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to go, good sir? All right, yeah, at the front of town, at the east, uh, west side, west side of uh, East Haven, where you know the East Way is. There is definitely a stable there. Uh, clearly, this is. Is this a rental by, or are we buying? This is rental. And then to be returned upon some later. Uh, date? this company has its hand in most of ten towns, okay. so you just return it to another one. one. Yeah, it's almost like a U-Haul. The proprietor is another something gore person? <laughs> no, it's a uh, Jukgal. Ooh, Jukgal. Jukgal. Hey, um, so I'm just going to say what everyone's thinking. These are chocobos, right? Yeah, they are definitely like, chocobo okay. rental okay. They're axe beaked chocobos. Okay, thank you. Sorry. If there's a pink one, the pilgrim gets the pink one. I want the black one. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> whatever colors you want. You can have whatever color chocobo you want. Gray, white. Barry, what color is your chocobo? Mm-hmm. Axe peak. Mm-hmm. Is there a naked one? Like a... No. Like, like, a, like a featherless one? <laughs> like a it, is, it is the No, you know why? Because that would be it dead. It would die yeah. immediately, yes. Yeah. I take the featherless one. Yeah. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll cook it later. The featherless one's already been eaten because it was a freak and would not survive. Yeah. I guess I'd go with like a mustard yellow. Yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. Then nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Uh, let's just call let's call the company uh, Snowfooted Solutions. That's the name of the company for the Axe Beats. You'll find one of those in every town. And you rent the axe beaks, and you are on your way up the east way, uh, heading heading west. God, that's hard to hard to say east way than west. So we're going to Goodmead, right? Or where are we going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so at the uh, at the intersection uh, where the east way would continue west to Brinchandir or north to Cardinaval, you instead go south, southwest to the direction of Goodmead. Uh, it only takes you about two and a half hours, so you guys left at about 10 a.m., so it's about noon when you arrive, a little afternoon when you arrive. Uh, you arrive at Goodmead. Let me slide you guys over here. Let's see. Holy shit, my head still hurts. Did I say anything stupid as fuck last night? No, not at all. You were great on the mic. You were, you were, you were great. Thank God. It's a lovely song. And this one's curious. How does uh, your derriere feel? It's a little sore. What happened? Oh, no. It looks... It actually looks pretty fine. Barry, was this your work? Yeah. Good job. I was going to go into, but I kind of want to think about it. And make sure I like it before I get it. Yes, well, sometimes you've got to live life in the moment, and sometimes you need to take a little time to postulate, figure yes, out what's happening. In the moment, quite a lot, I thought. Yes, well, we've got to walk those paths. They're not walking themselves. Let's see if we can find sure-footed solutions in this town. Drop off these beats. Right. Yeah, so you guys are heading, as you guys are heading south, you start seeing something that you haven't really seen a lot of. Trees. Uh, Goodmead has a decent forest surrounding the northern part of it. And to its south is a different body of water known as the Red Waters. Uh, the Red Waters and uh, Lac Dinevel share, uh, uh, you know, through tributaries and rivers by the, the, to get to each other. But you do have a new body of water to your south that you haven't seen yet, which is the Red Waters. And then to the north is a, is a larger forest. Usually they use that for making most of their homes, uh, piers, and casks for mead, as the name of good mead suggests. And you ride into town from the northeast side. Uh, right along the lake, you see some larger houses, and you see kind of a, one main road that uh, goes through the center of town, and it branches off to go south to where you see a single pier, a fishery, etc., and uh, some other large buildings. This town actually has trees inside the middle of the city, too. Does the pier town. go into um, the Red Waters? Yes, it does. And the Red Waters are frozen? Frozen. But not frozen on the level of, like, East Haven, or are they? Yeah, not, not as frozen as those, because... Typically, the in terms of uh, you know, for in terms of winter, or the way uh, the way that the local uh, uh, what you call it uh, meteorology is. Uh, so basically, a lot of the cold water or cold air comes down from Kelvin's Cairn, and that's what causes the uh, care. Di- uh, sorry, not care. The uh, lactic insure to be choppy and more cold than anything else, and that's why the towns around there are usually on average colder than the rest. Uh, the red waters do not get as much, and with the forest there, they don't get as much as the brutalizing wind. So good meat is not as uh, frigid as the towns you have visited already. Gotcha. Thank you. As we ride in town, and, uh, this is a decently forested, uh, a lot of evergreens and trees that can sustain themselves in the cold. And you enter through the north, the northeast, and right at the front of the east way is the. Uh, Snow, uh, snow footage solutions. Drop those off. Start walking into town. You, uh, when you get into town, you see the newspaper hung up on the wall there, and it's called the Biweekly Buzz. <coughs> the first article is attacked leaves Goodmead without a voice. Speaker Kendrick Reelsbarrow succumbed to his wounds last night following a verbig attack on the Mead Hall. True to his character, our brave speaker challenged the marauder, but the towering brute claims his life and three casts of honeymead in the process. 
the creature is still at large. All mead deliveries have been halted until further notice. Local militia have been deployed to slay the Verbeeg and reclaim the stolen mead. In the meantime, all residents are encouraged to remain indoors. Stay vigilant and report any suspicious activity. If you see the creature, do not engage it in combat. Mead can be replaced, lives cannot. You can pay respects to Speaker Reelsbarrow in the Shrine of the Flaming Sword. Following the Verbeeg's capture or elimination, an election will be held to determine a new town speaker. Direct all inquiries to Acting Captain Grit. And then an advertisement on that is the Mind Drone Beeswax in the Mead Hall. If you've been in the Mead Hall this week, let's be honest who hasn't, you may have noticed a number of dead bees in the snow outside the front steps. No need to panic. We're doing our best to keep the bees safe during this time, but some of the queen bees are getting restless in this winter, causing their hives to behave erratically. So yes, you may come across a dead bee or two, but please pay particular attention to the live ones. If you notice a bee squirming in the snow, please scoop it up and bring it inside immediately. Please do not tamper with the hives in the apiary or disturb the bees in any way. If you'd like to visit the bees, you must be accompanied by one of the beekeepers. In the meantime, we all need to trust the bees instincts as many keepers before me have said nature knows best and that's beekeeper jordan leaves that note and here's a newspaper for you guys to look at does beekeeper jordan wear long cargo shorts and stand out on empty paths and challenge other bee trainers to <laughs> battles never, never mind <laughs> i don't get it why would he challenge bees to battle well he challenges people with different uh different groups. he sounds like a pokemon <laughs> trainer beekeeper jordan you kidding me that's a pokemon trainer's name all right so as we enter the town here let me give you this oh the paper's called the bi-weekly buzz Pretty good. Are the, are the bees regular sized bees or like? They're bees. They're bees they're in like... order to create honey. They're just standard bees. Okay. Um, the town itself, the town's uh, dwellings are pretty squat. They're adorned with carvings of dinosaurs and serpents. Uh, and they're overshadowed by a two story structure of the mead hall. Uh, its eaves are carved and painted to resemble wyverns. And honey is the key ingredient in the mead, which town really buzzes with the droning of bees. Um, every tavern in Icewind Dale is accustomed to receiving regular meat deliveries, and the town can't produce or deliver its meat fast enough. So obviously, you know this is a problem where all the meat deliveries have been stopped now, and uh, that they already had supply issues for the rest of ten towns. And you know that this could be a very big deal. See, they've got a, they've got a beast on the lips still. They killed the, killed the man in charge. This one seems like that would agree with you that that seems like a rather large deal. This is the fourth, third place we've been. We've almost talked to all the speakers. This one's got no speaker dead. Yes, speaker's dead. Speaker's dead. They said it's a verbig, verbig, verbig. Have we ever heard of that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, people wander the wolf tribe. Absolutely. If, uh... They are uh, nomads that live out. They're giants. They're taller. Uh, they can carry, to give you like an idea of their size, is like, say, a barrel of mead, like a large uh, cask of, of beer. They can carry that under one arm. They're, they're large. Um, they're tall. They uh, often travel in groups. 
Uh, they basically raid villages, kill people, and take back and steal from them, steal meat, etc., animals, and stuff for themselves. Our paths have led us here for a reason, then. This one thinks that it would be prudent to investigate the Verbeek. Yes. So you're thinking, Rim, let me investigate this mysterious disappearance, murder, whatever we want to call it. Whoa, 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 wait. And then we'll slay these Verbeeks, get the meat back, and then get drunk again. Did you read the back of this newspaper? No, I only read the front. Why would I read the back? It says, beware the mark of the blood knight. Thrax, last I remember, last this one remembers, you couldn't read. Uh, a little bit I can read. I, I read all that dwarven mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, but your comment is not so good. It's not, but here, check it out. There's stuff written on the back of this. <laughs> Oh, yes. Beware the mark of the blood knight. Thirteen dead. They come with the storm. I don't know what the fuck that means, but we'll find out, because we're the pathwalkers. Ominous and cryptic as it is. Barry, do you know anything about this dumb bullshit? Yeah, the blood knights or something? Eh, no, not really. I don't know. Read this newspaper. Figure it out. You're smart, right? Hmm. Alright, in the meantime, plan of attack, what do we do here? Do we go pay our respects? Maybe meet up with this Night Captain Grit? Does that sound fair? Or do we just wander around? Last time I really liked wandering around, but I got a little bit distracted. Lead the way, Ricky. Alright. Look for bees. You keep on the lookout for bees. Put them in warm places, keep them safe, right? Alright. Uh. Yes, I'd like to head to this shrine to pay our respects, the Shrine of the Flaming Sword. If we can locate any mildly timid townspeople and ask them, hello, where the fuck is this shrine at? That's what I would like to ask them. And then make our way there. As we travel, Skittle, keep an eye out for bees. <clears throat> uh, you hear uh, bees buzzing? Dead ones. Or dying ones. Oh, dead ones. Ah, yes, okay. Uh, yeah, you uh, you don't encounter any dead bees or anything like that at the moment. Um, you do see some very clear signage. Uh, the Shrine of Flaming Sword is down near the Red Waters next to the pier. And it is also near, across. it's basically across the way from the Mead Hall. All right, well. So they said they were going to have an election once the beast is killed, yeah? That's, like, that's what you read? Yes. Following the Vinberg, Vinberg, whatever the beast is fucking called, there will be an election or something happening to replace the speaker. Just, it doesn't need to be said, but always fucking watch out, because when there's nobody in charge, kind of, Drax and I, our tribe doesn't have a, a strict leader, so there's a lot of people who will get devious and deceptive and aggressive trying to get that top spot. So just be looking out for people, because... When there's no leader, people get sketchy and then they go for things and they're sketchy sometimes, I'll just say. I mean, that's, that's just the nature of politics. Yeah, not? politics. Politics. Yeah. You know, electing new officials. 
deciding your officials, making See, yourself the official. We could be the official here. No, no, no. But that's our thing with the tribe, the wolf tribe too. It's got no leader. Interesting. Oh, the other one's got one. That's why our tribe's uh, It's not good for us. We got the fewest people. But our weakness makes our strength stronger. Stronger. Whatever. Right, uh, we're ready to go in and pay our respects to this speaker. Ready as we'll ever be. Everyone have a prayer or something ready to say. No, but do you know what's, what's the flaming sword? No fucking idea. Okay, let's find out. Grim? This one's ready. Okay, you guys, uh, you guys walk towards the town, turn left at the, uh, to go southwards towards the red waters uh, as you approach the meat hall the buzzing gets louder and louder you can tell that uh, the sound of bees is definitely coming from inside the meat, the meat hall <clears throat> uh, you turn to the to your left so going to east you see the shrine of the flaming sword it's a large building it stands on the lakeshore and has a crow haunted steeple protruding from its peak Unlike the meat hall, which is well cared for, the shrine's painted icons of the god of war wielding a flaming sword are chipped and faded, and its spacious interior stands mostly empty except for a long table on which rests a body covered with a blanket. And you can tell that the body is Speaker Kendrick Reelsbarrow, a giant of man in his 40s, and he clearly has died from three stab wounds into his chest. Any words, anyone? Rest in peace. Speaker Reels Barrow. May he watch over you still. That is just but another path for you to walk. Well said. Barry. Not a religious man. I don't, I don't know what this milkskin wants. Well, he's dead. He doesn't want anything. It's okay. Let's just, we're grieving. We're doing this. We're trying to show, you know, a sense of empathy for this town. Well, you could check his pockets. You might have something. Please do not steal from that fucking corpse. <laughs> He returned to the sea. There we go. Great job, everyone. Let's go figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, I've, um, you guys are free, like, free to go. There's a little uh, plaque on the shrine. Uh, it basically says about how it's built over a century ago. Uh, town's rivalry with Dugan's whole raged so fiercely that the lake, frequent battlefield, became known as Redwaters. Um, and it mentions... Residents uh, paid homage to Tempest, and you can kind of see that the shrine's relevance now is basically just for town gatherings or things like this. And so you leave, uh, you leave the shrine of the flaming sword. Um, the the town is uh, at your disposal. There's the mead hall, which is basically seems to across the hall to the mead hall. They're just right across the street, yeah. Absolutely, it's like, like a yes. double. Double-storied building. <clears throat> yes, the biggest building in town. It's right by you. It's got a meat hall. See who's in there. 
See if it's in the forest where this thing's gonna be, tell it we're gonna fucking come kill its beast. Sounds good to me. You all want to take over for this one. I think Barry should. I've still got a quite a headache. Barry, you're in charge now. What? You take over for the rest of us. We drank too much. Except for Grim. Grim's probably fine. Grim's always fine. This one feels fine. Grim's all you Grim, you and Barry, you're in charge now. I'm not I'm not great with confrontation. Uh I'll I could go with you. I can go with you, no, Trevor. No, we're all going in together. You're taking the lead. To the meat hall. Yes. To the meat hall. All right, you head to the meat hall. Uh, you see the heraldry of Goodmead, which is a shield with a brown mug on it, and its handle has antlers coming off of it. It looks like this. Oh. Like a cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your symbol's a cup. Uh, you enter. It's a very large space. It's fire heated, uh, and you can tell it's dedicated to husbandry and nurturing of beehives. The droning bees are very loud in this place. Obviously, in a different part of the building, but you can hear it very loudly. There is this is a traditional mead hall. It is gigantic. Uh, holds giant tables, giant bar. And uh, there are people milling about. This seems to be the gathering point of basically the entire town. Population here is about 100. And so you can kind of tell that this is this is basically the one spot in town that you go to. Everyone here kind of has a hand in the mead-making business or beekeeping business. And therefore, everyone's basically employed by this. Uh, this is not a place where everyone goes out to the lake to go fishing like everywhere else so far. Uh, you see a bartender, and you see uh, someone who is wearing a uh, white outfit with a uh, mask that comes over his face that seems to have, uh, um, like, a, you could see through it, but it seems to be protection from bees. You can assume that this beekeeper. I'm going to turn towards the party and say, uh, this one is not sure. It doesn't seem like anyone who's really important is here, though I know this, this one knows that the speaker is dead. Pretty sure that the beekeeper is probably more important to the speaker in this town. Right. And this Captain Grit. I'll go talk to the beekeeper then and greet uh, them and say, uh, Greetings, this one is, well, this you can call this one what you will, but we are known as the Pathwalkers, and we couldn't help but notice that there is uh, trouble in your humble town. And we were curious if you could give us any information about this very big issue. Oh, absolutely. It's an honor to make your acquaintance. Please welcome to Goodmead and wish us under better circumstances. Can this one guess your name? Yes, of course. Is it Blorg? <laughs> My name is Jordan. Oh, Jordan, we've heard of you. Beekeeper Jordan. Yes, that's me. I'm in charge of the beekeeping here. And I make sure that the the honey for the mead can continue unabated. Uh, we did have a problem with the with verbing. It came in, it burst into the mead hall itself here. Um, our speaker, a heroic man, Kendrick, he stood in the way and, and fought the verbing. He's a hero in this town now. But do we need two things? We need 
Amid returned, and we need the Verbig slain. Because if that thing ever comes back, it'll surely again try and, and take things from us. We don't have that strong of a militia here. Our bloody past is far behind us, and now he's basically focused on the creation of, of Mead. Pretty good. Um, where could we find this uh, clues about this Verbig? Well, um, there's a uh, shit that happened yesterday. His murder happened yesterday, so. Where in town did it happen? Yeah. Right here in the meat home. In the meat home. Busted right. in, he said. When the militia leave? I'm sure you can track it. The militia? They left to find it, didn't they? Yes, a good five of them left. We only have 20 soldiers here. Which way did, did they, they go? go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thrax, do you want to go first? Uh, no, Skid. All right. When did they leave? This morning. Where did they go? They're following the very big tracks. They're still fresh in the snow. These things are giant. Okay, north into the woods. Is that what we think? If the, we can find the tracks of the militia, easy. Uh, you can find is... the tracks of the verbi easy. They're giant footprints. Track them both. I'm, look, I'm, looking, I'm looking to get some giants and we're all rested. Why don't we head up there? Yeah. Help this militia out. Every minute we waste in here could be another man dead that could help us take this verbig out. Skin drags are looking around for the altercation and stuff. Looking for tracks. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's bring everyone with us. Oh, we're here. It, it happened right here. But yeah, the whole... Everybody. Yeah, I'm... Uh, speaking of says, I, I mean... It's easy enough to even just point in the direction that the Verbi took off of. Everyone saw this. It happened in front of the, most of the townsfolk. Which way, Jordan? This guides you outside the meat hall and ports north toward the forest. That's what I thought. Right that way. Into the forest. Grim, Ricky, Barry. Ready to hunt some fucking giant? We're getting paid for this, right? I don't know. Paid in blood. Jordan? Yes? There's a reward, correct? Of well, some sort? Yes, I mean, I can... Me, that's fine. Oh. All right, who gives a fuck? Let's go. Yeah. Where's Barry at? Yeah, right here. Oh. You were supposed to be the lead, Barry. I'm trying to put you into the... into the lead spot. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Fine, I'll fucking keep doing it. All right, let's go. Yes, our faithful leader, Ricky Steele. Into the forest, Ricky. Lead the way. Yes, I'm lead. I'll lead the. I shouldn't probably lead the. I'll lead the way until we get to the forest, and then skin tracks. You guys can track, right? Oh uh, yes. Could you do that cool trick with those lights you make? Uh, you want to see it really fast? Y yes. Which one do you want? Do you want a figure eight or? A uh, Gypsy-turvy, topsy-turvy. That one. Uh, all right, let's go. I'll cast dancing lights really fast. They form into a figure-eight pattern, move around each other in like a, an infinity sign, flicker out, turn into a circle around me, go down like a hula hoop, and come back up again. <laughs> then, they, then I snap my fingers, and they disappear. Yeah. Let's hunt some giant verbeak. Let's go!